You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. Welcome back to the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. Hey everybody, how you doing? My name is John Hutspeth and welcome to this here show. Hope you guys are ready because we got a really good one. We got returning guest Josh Garut with us today. Um, some of you guys may remember last year, I think it was like springtime, maybe summer, uh, we had Josh on and we took a big time deep dive into ground hunting tactics and uh, kind of last time, just after listening to him and all of his vin- adventures, I wanted to have him back on just to tell stories. And that's what we did today. So we got a lot of stories coming up. I basically just handed him the reins and let him go. Uh, so yeah, great podcast. But real quick, before we jump in, I do have a few quick announcements. Uh, one, you guys, it is that time of year. It is preference point season. So I just wanted to throw that out there as a reminder. Um, I think when this airs, it is the last day to apply for Wyoming. Uh, I should clarify, last day to apply for a hunt in Wyoming. If you just want a preference point, that's later on this summer. Um, I know Colorado's coming up. Several of the other western states are going to come up this spring. So just want to give you guys a heads up. If you've ever dreamed of going on that you know, western hunt or maybe eastern hunt, who knows, any of those dream hunts, uh, make sure you're checking the regs, checking dates, and, uh, and that you're ready for, to put in for those hunts. So I wanted to throw out that out there. Also, I mentioned this maybe two weeks ago. Uh, I sent off my application to have a booth at the Backwoods Show. So hopefully I'll, I'll be there either way, but hopefully I will have a booth. I have a box of t-shirts sitting in my living room right now. I have an, a hat order on the way, so I'm going to have things to sell, uh, ways that you guys can support me in this endeavor. And so very, very excited about that. Um, I'm excited to get some merch out there for you guys. And uh, and I'm also just excited to meet you guys. And so if you come to the Backwoods Show, please stop by my booth. I don't know what my number is yet, but I'll be sure to let you know. Uh, and again, either way, I'll be there even if it's just me walking around. So just wanted to throw those quick announcements out there. We're going to jump straight into the show today because me and Josh talked for a very long time. 
Uh, and so I don't want to take up any more of your precious time. Thanks again for listening to this show. Thanks for supporting me. And here is my episode with Josh Garut. Hey everybody, welcome to the show today. Today we have returning guest, Joshua, and I, you're going to have to remind me on your last name pronunciation again. It's Garut. Okay, that's what I thought. I just I hate messing up people's names, so I forgot to just <laughs> let you do it yourself. So. Well, how you been, man? Oh, good, man, good. I cannot complain. Uh, been a pretty good year, yeah. and looks like you had a good year this year, too. I did. I, I can't complain either. Um, yeah, Probably my best ever, or definitely my best ever, so nothing to complain about here. Uh, I do, I don't know, I was getting a little self-conscious, because for a while I thought I was just a uh, no-good, dirty rifle hunter, and uh, but I, <laughs> I finally got one down with the bow, and uh, I don't know why, it just seemed like I did more rifle hunting this year than I've ever done, it just kind of worked out that way, and so, but uh, I'm glad to see I you know, was still able to get one down with the bow, and so that made me feel a little better. Yeah, everybody kind of, they kind of... Uh overlook late season and and mm. late season man is is, is fire oh man, yeah it really is oh man it's my favorite by far so yeah this year is the first year i really hunted hard like super late because i usually get in the ducks and mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 probably one of my favorites now yeah late oh, season oh yeah i love it this seems like they're more patternable uh seems like they're more daylight active uh just just all around better to me so yep you're right you're right mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. Well, I know you've been on before, but real quick before we get into it, why don't you just give everybody a quick little rundown of uh, who you are and what you do? Like you said, uh, my name is Josh Garut. I'm from Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. live in Muskogee now. Uh, I'm a journeyman lineman, and uh, I love to hunt and fish, and I, I mainly love hunting public land bucks on the ground with a bow. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you've, we've had you on, and I think it was maybe one of a, one of our best episodes. A lot of interest in it, so I'm excited to have you on again. And uh, this time we're going to kind of, I wouldn't say step away from the tactics, but we're not going to fo- focus on the tactics quite as much. And, uh, man, I'm just going to let you tell some stories because I think uh, I think you got some really good ones, and I, I purposely didn't have you tell me any of them before we went on the air. So just like our listeners, I'm hearing them for the first time, too. And so I'm basically going to kind of back off, let you run. Uh, you know, I might ask some questions along the way, but uh, why don't you just kind of walk us through our, through, I'm sorry, through your season and uh, tell us how it went. Okay. Well, uh, it kind of started off like it was going to be pretty rocky for me in Oklahoma. Like um, I was probably just going to be filming, not even any hunting. Um, we lost a lease that we had, <clears throat> been feeding all summer, lost it. Uh, in uh, I guess September and I went and worked a hurricane so I wasn't going to have to do any scouting on any public and my dad was able to um, be able to hunt on some of his buddies places that had some pretty big deer so I was going to film him Uh, when I get back from the hurricane a buddy calls me and asks if I'm still looking for a big hunting lease I said yes and by the grace of God um, we landed a pretty good lease and so my season started out there and um, we really didn't get any stands hung before season because we got it so late. And um, one day, uh, it was probably the second week of season, um, instead of hunting that morning, me and my fiance, we were going to go glass an area because I only had one stand up with a double set where I could, where I could film. So we went and glassed a, uh, it's a burn off area, but it's grown back probably four or five years. And it's a bunch of scrub oak that's about eight foot tall or so. And um, I'm overlooking that, just seeing if I can see bucks moving in it, kind of where they're moving. So I don't know nothing about this place. 
And uh, so I just kind of wanted to observe one morning. It's going to be hot. And I was going to go hang another double set later in the day because just gear really wasn't moving on some of the cameras that I had up. So we do that that morning, and we're leaving the, top, the very highest place you can be at on this, on this lease, and we're headed down. And when we round the corner, out of nowhere is three bucks, and one of them is an absolute giant. And for Oklahoma especially, it's, there's 160, 170, maybe bigger. And I kind of, it, it freaks me out because I kind of pause for a second. And, uh, and she, you know, grabs me and I was like, yeah, I've seen. And he's literally 20 yards off this oil field road. And he's just eating little leaves off these scrub oaks, which is kind of weird. So I, I get my composure and I just drive past him real slow. And then I'm like, it hits me. I got my camera with me, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of in shock. So I stop when I'm even with him and I reach back in the back seat to grab my camera and I realize that I have my bow with me, you know, it's bow, and I can, I can, I can hunt, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, I can hunt. So I just drive past him. I just keep going past him about 250 yards, had the wind right. We get out. She grabs the camera. I grab my bow and we ease up, just ease back around, make a loop around. I knew right where, we, where they were at. And I'm hoping that they didn't move. We get back and I can hear them in there eating them lead, pulling them leaves off. I get to about 27 yards and uh excuse me and uh i can see him, the big one i can see him plain as day see his head moving and stuff pretty thick it's pretty thick because i'm in the middle of that scrub brush and uh i'm trying to i'm trying to range him trying to range him my rangefinder just can't pick him up and i i thought i'd moved it to 30 and i moved it to 33 and uh he sees me and uh we're looking at each other and he comes to me he actually walks to me a little bit out of angle and uh I take a step to my left just to give me a hole when I, I pull back. And when I do that, he walks to me and gives me a perfect shot broadside. And I take my time, put it on him, and I shoot. And I, I hear one loud thump. And, you know, and I look at her, and I'm like, did I hit him? And she's like, did you hit him? I'm like, I don't know. Come to find out, I didn't hit him. I shot high. Mm. And uh, I get home, and I want to see, you know, at 27 yards, where, you know, I range it afterwards. and. Mm-hmm and uh 27 yards and uh i go to shoot my bow and my, my um, it's i see that's on 33 and then i know why i shot over him mm. so that's when the chase began there for this deer i seen him one other time and it was a week later during muzzleloader season and he was in the same pretty much the same area never seen him again and i never got any trail camera pictures of him and mm. so i hunted for him almost all season and then i guess i'm gonna go ahead and jump to kansas because um, that's pretty real, much my Oklahoma. Real quick on that one, <clears throat> uh, something that just kind of jumped at me was like just your confidence to go after that buck like that. I just think you know most whitetail hunters and probably myself, and I'm trying to get better about this, but like most whitetail hunters just have that you know sit and wait mentality. Most people would have just let that buck go. You know maybe tried to go in there the next day or that evening, something like that. Uh, I love that you just went the aggressive route and was like, well, I'm going to go kill him right now. Like that's awesome. Well, yeah, like. Like I said, um, if anybody listens, listen to this, listen to my, my first podcast on here. Um, the, the demeanor of the deer, they, uh, I was watching, reading them, you know, they weren't spooked at all. They were just kind of looking at me, like kind of wondering what I was type deal in the truck, you know, and they see them oil trucks, but like, you know, so I knew that they weren't going to go far. I knew that they didn't go far as I drove off real slow. I didn't get, I weren't making fast movements in my truck. I didn't, you know, revving, the, you know, trying to rev the engine to get away from him real fast just 
I grabbed my composure, got, got away from them. And then, so I knew that they weren't going to be far. And so that's why I knew that I, I would get, a, I could get a shot at this deer because I had the wind in my, in my favor too, that I could get close. They weren't even. So by the time I got, you know, down the hill and got parked, they were, they were already eased back. Weren't even, weren't even paying a lick attention about even seeing me or anything. Hmm. Yeah. So now if they would have been kind of spooky or something and like kind of like trotting a little bit, I probably wouldn't even have messed good with going going back up in there. I probably would have waited till midday and then went back in there and hung a stand or something right in that area and some, and some cameras. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if yeah, they would have been, you know, acting, acting funny or uh, if they would have been just, you know, like more spooked or more like they're interested in me, what I was doing coming to me or something, mm-hmm. but they just stood there and just chewing their cud looking at me and, you know, and one deer would, one bug didn't even look at me. Hmm. All right, gotcha. so taking notes. I'm taking notes. Good to know. So, so from there, I hunted pretty hard for that deer. Even during muzzleloader season, I hunted. I took the week off and hunted that whole week, and it was kind of crazy weather, hot, and never seen him again. <clears throat> and then, uh, so I went on into Kansas. And now going into Kansas, you know, me and my dad drew the unit, or we got our top number one spot we wanted, and uh, we were pretty pumped going into Kansas, and. Uh, we get up there. I don't remember what the actual date it was. I think we got up there the fifth that evening, and we drove and we scouted some areas. And I was showing my dad some stuff because he was he had thought maybe he he was going to hang some stands and I was going to hang a couple stands for him because in Kansas you can only hang two deer stands in Kansas. I did not know. So that. yeah, you can only hang two stands. You got to have your um, <clears throat> your KWPD number on there. Mm-hmm and and your name so i could hang two and then he could hang two and he could hunt both of mine that way he could have he's not just wearing two spots out back and forth and he could have more places to hunt so we we got there early for that and um he really didn't see nothing crazy yet that he wanted to hang a stand at and and, um so we drove out to where uh he killed his deer um probably like five years ago to a big area and we're looking at it. We get there, and we actually see right off the bat a glass of really big deer bedded, and we try to make a play on him, and the wind is just kind of wrong, but we chance it anyways. And uh, I guess they smelled us because we were we were actually a ridge over, and uh, we had a kind of a crosswind. We tried to we tried to get we played it too close, and we tried didn't figure that it would blow, go up and over, then up and over another one, mm-hmm. but. We got over there perfect, and uh, they had they were gone. I'm guessing that they smelled us, not for sure. So that was our first evening, and he ended up. We walked down to where he, the tree that he killed his deer out of, and it was kind of dying, getting old, and he didn't. He just didn't feel comfortable hanging a stand in it. Didn't want to hang a stand in it. So we ended up not hanging a stand. We kind of glassed around that evening, and uh, so the the next morning, which would be our first morning, we're riding together, and he's actually driving. And um, I park in the spot. I have him park in the spot to where last last year I glassed a lot of big deer, and I should have had opportunity. Actually, actually, where I shot my first deer the second day last year, they ended up being on the find. Mm-hmm. So, so we're sitting there, and I'm I'm explaining to him, hey, these deer travel right through here. They come up this draw to this field, and I have to go out here and scrape. You know, I'm explaining this, and the sun's just barely coming up. You can vaguely see out in the field you know this it's a it's actually a tilled up wheat field is what it is this year and in the middle of it's kind of like a big big old scrub tree 
and they like to go out there and uh, scrape on it. And as I'm explaining this, I see I can barely see something walking out there, and I got my binoculars on me, pulled up, and all I can see is a rack. <laughs> first first morning, first morning. I mean, we ain't been there 30 minutes. Some, you can barely even see him, you know, and he's probably 200 yards from us. And uh, so I'm, 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 you know, describing this deer to my dad. You know, he's 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 got a tall rack. He's super tall. Yeah, I go, he's got like 14, 15-inch G2s. And I go, he's got baseball size mass coming all the way out to the tips, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go, I guarantee he's going to hit this scrape and he's going to turn and go north up this draw right under your stand. And that's exactly what he ended up doing. And my dad had a blind. He had a blind up there that he built last year. And uh, he goes, I bet I can get in that blind. I bet he comes right. He's going to come. If he comes down that trail, he's going to come right by it. So we switch spots. I drive up there. I drop my dad off. And he goes down there. And uh, I let him do his thing. I didn't, I didn't go film him. And I probably should have, but I didn't because I wanted, me and him wanted, we needed to see the area first, mm-hmm. you know, that first morning, what was there. And get an inventory of what bucks were in the area, where the, where the deer were hanging out at, where they're coming from, if there was a lot of deer hanging out in that area, because everything changes year to year. There wasn't any crops this year around around the walk-in hunting area mm-hmm. we were hunting. And uh, I finally get a text from my dad, and uh, I go pick him up. And uh, as soon as my dad gets down there, he's sitting in his he's sitting in his. Uh, Gets in that blind, he looks up. That buck's coming right to him. Mm-hmm. Going to pass by and thirty this is just yards. Like a, this is just like a little homemade brush blind, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, just a brush blind mm-hmm. in, in a creek bottom. This mm-hmm. is in a creek bottom, and it follows up to the north for a long way. That probably goes two miles. But, but you know, off the it goes it goes off the um, walk in hunting and then on the private. But then you're traveling like crazy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, that buck's coming perfect. And all of a sudden, he hears something behind him, and he hears something snorts. And out of nowhere, we've never seen mule deer out here in this place ever. He has six mule deer doe come up within five <laughs> yards behind him, mm. and they snort. Well, that buck gets interested and comes and it comes right to him. Mm. At like he has him at like fifteen yards facing him, and he can't he can't see him, but he's looking at something. My dad don't know what he's looking at, and then a mule deer buck comes over the back, and my dad's a full draw on this on this deer at fifteen yards. And he he can't he just can't get a shot. It's too he's in the, the thick some thick stuff, and he can't get a shot. And he he lets off of him, and he actually gets full draw again on him, and just not able to get a shot. And the the mule deer buck sees my dad blows, and then that the other big buck that he's trying to kill just kind of finally loses interest and walks off, and he's not able to get a shot. So that was the first the first rattle out of the bag was just. You know, he should have, my dad, my dad said that there is a big eight point that would go 170 all day long. Mm. God, that's and, awesome. you know, yeah, and he was, and so he's never, he's never, he's never hunted on the ground like that. So he was kind of disappointed in himself, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, calm him down and explain. <clears throat> so we, I didn't see any deer actually hardly that morning. I seen hardly just a couple doe and I seen one buck and usually this place is, I see a lot of deer and. And from what I'm seeing, I know that I need to be back to, back over by where I killed my deer in 2020. And that evening we pack up, we go over there. I drop my dad off. He goes and hangs the stand in a spot. And I start running, doing my route, my filming, my talking, my stuff, you know, everything that I'm doing. And I'm going, hitting, hitting my four or five little walking hunting areas. And I'm just glassing for an hour or so then I'm driving to the next one glass and driving to the next one glass and driving to the next one glass and just 
because it's not dark yet. It's still it's still early, so I'm just trying to catch anything moving moving early. Right before dark, I'm sitting in a spot, and I know I see a bunch of doe there, so I know there's going to be some bucks around. So I'm I'm glassing, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm talking to my cameras. I'm like, man, I need to be. I guarantee I need to be over where I killed my deer last year because that draw is going to have a buck over there. And so finally, I, I talked myself into going over there, leaving these doe that I'm watching and a couple small bucks. And I, as soon as I round the corner and I drop off in this draw, right where my buck was last year, there's a shooter buck with a doe standing right in it. And they cross the road in front of me and they cross on the other walk, walking hunting on the other side of the road out in a uh, bear. It's, it's wheat, just bare wheat. I mean, this is a luscious green wheat field. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just stand out in the middle of it, and I just watch them the rest of the night. And I'm, like, bummed at myself because I knew that that draw, that there was going to be a buck come through that draw. That the, the last three or four days of my season last year, mm-hmm. there was a shooter buck in it every evening mm-hmm. with a doe, every evening. So I get back to the motel. I'm, I'm pretty bummed at myself. You know, I'm looking at the footage, you know, pulling up to show my dad. and be my second day the next. This be my second day coming up the next morning. So in 2020, I shot a deer the first morning as my second morning as well. Mm-hmm. As, so my next morning, I head back to the same spot where I killed my deer last year, and I'm sitting there glassing, and uh, I don't see any deer at all. I see a couple of doe. I, I bounce around, hit some other spots, and I'm coming back through, and I actually see uh, two bucks dogging a doe pretty hard across the road in front of me going from uh, south to north and they cross on the public and I, I'm stopped my truck. I'm watching them. I'm just trying not to spook them. And when they go ahead and cross and get in the CRP and I can't see them, that's when I ease up the road and I don't, I, I lose them. I can't find them. I don't know where, they, where they went because it's, it's a, uh, that pristine wheat field on one side that borders um, tall CRP and I can't see them in either one. So I'm going to make a loop real fast, a mile loop. And when I turn to make that loop right where I killed my deer last year, uh, there's another big buck there. And I spook him. I see he just, the doe just, the doe just don't pay attention to me. And the buck just turns around and hauls mail back across in the private. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm pretty bummed about that. And I'm like, Ted what I do now, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I'm going to go find these. I'm going to go back and find these other deer. I'm not going to waste time on this deer because he's on mm-hmm. private now. Yeah. And, and I, I know you, you mentioned this like last time you were on, but when you're out there, uh, you know, you're talking about moving around a whole lot. All that's from your truck, right? I, th- I think you mentioned last yeah. time you basically don't leave your truck unless you have eyes on a buck. Is that right? Yeah, I really don't leave my truck unless I have eyes on a buck. Or there's some, there's a lot of areas that you can't. There's no, you can't get access to them. They'll have like a big dead section, like a like the like a a road only cuts it on one side. You mm-hmm. can't see you can't see the back three or four hundred acres from from your truck. Mm-hmm. Then if I'm if there's a lot of deer on that place, then I will get out and I will walk to where I can try to you know get the wind in my favor and go glass the gotcha. place that I can't the places that I can't see is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha, gotcha. Back in there, that's that's when I get out of my truck. But for the right now, um, I'm just on some county. Excuse me, I'm on some county roads, mm-hmm. and it's basically a quarter a quarter section and a quarter section right beside it, and then another quarter section beside it and then in the middle quarter section there's another section a quarter section to the north of it so it makes like a small t mm. and then on one end it's a two mile set it's a two mile i have to go a mile over to get to cut back around because it's an it's in a dead section where i can't get through gotcha so that's i'm basically kind of cruising around that and it's all pretty much surrounded by crp and two sections of that two quarter sections it, 
um, are pristine wheat fields, just mm-hmm. real thin, real tall, tall wheat, green wheat. So, I mean, you really can't do it. There is some ditches in it and stuff, but you really can't move through it. But the deer are hitting it pretty good. Yeah. So I make my way trying to get back around that section. I have to go. I, what stinks is it rained a bunch, and there's just there's a one road, cut through road that I can get through fast. And we call them I call them B roads up there, like um, because they're not they're they're bad. B for bad. If they get wet, <laughs> you can't ride drive on them. <laughs> so there's there's a big mud hole in it. So I, I'm not going to take a chance on getting stuck. So I got to drive a mile north then a mile back to the east or west and then a mile then two miles back to the south to get to where i need to be at when i pull up parallel and glassing over there and i see a truck over there glassing back to where i seen them deer run and so that then i go in panic mode i'm like i'm gonna get over there and just put pressure on them you know i'm gonna pull it behind them and just like i'm glassing too you know Mm -hmm. and uh I, I so I have to go two miles to the north, mile back to the west, and two miles back to the south to get there. And by the time I get over that truck's gone, I'm like, huh, maybe they didn't see those deer. Is what I'm thinking. You know, I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately when I get over there where that truck was at, I see them bucks, them bucks up there with them doe. So I pull off spot and scope up and I'm glassing. And one buck looks pretty good. Uh, I can't really tell yet. You know, I'm talking, so I guess the buck's pretty good. Other buck's not a shooter. And I wasn't for sure on the other buck. You know, he, he's kind of borderline. It's my second day. I kind of want to be kind of picky. Um, haven't really got to see a whole lot of deer. It's like my, you know, it's my first full day there, my first my first morning in this area. I know there's big deer there. So I'm watching him, and as he's kind of going away from me, and he's turning his head, he's looking better and better. And, and uh, they're actually, I thought they were on public, but they're actually, they weren't on public yet. And so I'm, they actually chase those doe back up on public. So when I do that, I just start creeping my truck back to the south. It's going super slow, just going real slow, watching them, trying not to bust any doe out of there because it's hit or miss. Some of the times them deer will just run like you you shot at them a thousand times, and then some deer won't even pay any attention to you. Just kind of luck the draw on that. I guess I don't really I haven't really figured that out. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but so I get up to the public, <clears throat> and I'm watching these. I can see some doe on the. I'm kind of I'm in a I'm in a bottom and I'm looking uphill, and it's probably uphill five to seven hundred yards uphill, and there's terrace there's like little levels and terrace of CRP, and so I'm glassing those looking up there and I can't see the bottom of this drainage that runs in the middle of this middle of this quarter section, so I can't see in the bottom yet. So I'm getting to when I get to the highest part of this road I can see in the bottom and when I do. I see a pretty big buck and he's walking to the north by himself. I'm like, what's this buck doing? And I'm like, I pull my binoculars up. I, I stop my truck, kill it, get my spot and scope on him. And he's actually pretty close to me. And he stops and looks right at me. And I'm watching him. Like, and, you know, I'm watching him. And, and like, he don't look, he's not looking for doe. And he doesn't look scared. And, and like, I really didn't know what he was doing. And he, he stops and looks at me for just like a split second. And he just keeps walking to the north like he's on a mission. So I'm watching him, and I'm, and I'm filming, I'm talking, and I didn't really know if I was going to shoot this deer or not, if I would shoot this deer or not. Um, he had a lot of points; they weren't really long, and he had he had pretty good mass. And I, the more I watched him, uh, I knew that this deer is probably going to bed pretty soon, um, just kind of where he was at, and it was about it was about ten o'clock. So I knew that he was getting time that he needed to be somewhere, and he's in the middle of this tall CRP. And I'm watching him, and I can see that his main beams, that I notice his main beams go way out past his nose. 
and like they're, I mean, like five, five, six inch main beams, like around the mass. And I'm a sucker for mass. <laughs> and I'm watching him, and I'm watching him, and he he starts working his way away from me, straight away from me, walk, going up this ridge, this CRP ridge. And uh, you know, I'm talking to myself, man. If, if you bet, I'm going to shoot you. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to. And then that CRP, it's it's kind of hard to pick a spot where he's at because it all looks mm-hmm. the same. Like yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to. And to the and I noticed to the north of him, there's a small draw. I'm like, okay, he's just he's about 20 yards to the. I'm you know I'm playing in my head. Mm-hmm. He's 20 yards to the right of this small draw. Okay, there's a real big clump of grass to the left and a real big clump of grass to the right. He's right in the middle of those, you know. And like, so I'm watching him, you know. And like, I finally decide if he beds, I'm gonna I'm gonna go try to shoot this deer. And uh, man, I had to pee bad. And I've been watching <laughs> this deer for probably probably an hour. He, he started he just milling around. I've been watching him for an hour. And every once in a while, he would kind of look my way, but he was just milling around. He he just not no really care in the world. wasn't interested. There was some doe there. wasn't interested in the the doe or the mother bucks chasing doe. <clears throat> excuse me and uh i mean i had to pee bad and like i couldn't hold it so like um, i op- cracked my door and like he's he's probably 800 900 yards away from me and i'm watching him still and, and i pee and like for just a second i look down and i look back up and he's gone and he's right at the top of the ridge and i'm like and to myself i'm like did he did he go over the ridge and i didn't see him where did he bed down? I was like, I didn't see him bed down. And so I'm sitting there to myself, like, what did he do? And I'm panicking. I was like, I don't know what he did. So I get back in the truck and I started up and I just, I go to the north or to the south, hit that next county road, go two miles back to the, to the east. And I'm glassing them. I get up on top of that ridge where I can glass where he walked. I don't see him. Go another mile, go back to, you know, make them, I make my two mile loop, get back over there where I was just at. And, like, I knew right where I was just at because I just peed. So I pulled up to right where I just peed at, you know. Mm-hmm. And I stop. I get there. I'm like, man, what the heck? I screwed that up, you know. Like, why? I couldn't, you know. Like, why couldn't I just held it, you know, a little <laughs> bit longer? And, you know, and, like, <laughs> and like I thought I was watching him good. I mean, just a split second, he disappeared on me. As mm-hmm. soon as I get back to where I was just at and I turn my truck off and I put my spot and scope up, that buck stands up. Now you tell me the Lord wasn't watching out for me. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. I mean, what are the? I mean, the exact second I pull my binoculars up and look, he stands up. He goes about. He goes probably. He, take, he probably goes twenty yards and beds right back down. Mm-hmm. And I knew at that point in time it was almost eleven o'clock. Well, it's probably. I bet it was. I bet it was quite eleven. I bet it was. <clears throat> I bet it was ten forty-five. Eleven. It was close to that time. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had at least an hour before he stood back up, maybe long before he stood back up. I had plenty of time to get to him. And he was probably 800 yards from me or so. And I had to go down a ridge, a CRP. I mean, this is bare. I mean, it's open. Mm-hmm. You've seen the picture, pictures. It, it's open as can be. Mm-hmm. But, I, it, but it's a ridge. It goes down. It's a, it's a huge, it's a quarter section ridge, you know. And uh, so I got to go down and then back up. And in my head, you know, okay, I see those two, two big clumps of grass and I see that ridge. So I get my camera gear, I get my bow, you know, and I take off <clears throat> trying to stay low because I don't I, cause I don't really know what it's like up there if he can see me. I knew if he's going to see me, he's going to see me coming off, coming down, leaving my truck, coming down the ridge to him because I'm in the sun. He, he could see me. So I got hunkered down low and I went pretty quick. I mean, I, I covered some ground pretty quick to get in the bottom. And once I got in the bottom, that's when I slowed down, slowed down a little bit. I had my phone out. 
kind of had some markers on my onyx map and i took it easy going up going up going up you know and the wind was kind of the wind was kind of iffy i had a south wind and i'm going right at him so if the wind kind of shifted a little bit it it, it could be it could be iffy but I, i'm i was playing a, i was playing kind of a fine line but not really if that makes sense yeah because the wind the wind was now if i if i would have come i knew i had to hit the deer straight head on if i had to come in come at him uh south of him you know when i i, I would have been i'd have been in trouble but i knew kind of right where he was at so i wanted to err on the on the uh upwind side or no downwind side of him so i, I get halfway up that ridge and and like i get in, i go to a point up to one of them terrace to where i think that you know i'm within like a hundred i'm like right here on him and i and i get there you know i'm huffing and puffing and i'm looking and I'm like man it's kind of bare up here like where the heck's he at you know i'm thinking to myself and I get to look, and I'm actually a little further further south of him. I need to be – so I back up real fast, and I actually run to the north and get in that, get in that ditch that he's in because I didn't want to be – because of the wind, I didn't want to be – I wanted to be air on the downwind side. So I made sure, you know, that I – so I just eased up that ditch. When I got up to that ditch a little further to the next terrace, I could actually see the uh, the two big clumps of grass pretty well. And then, I, and like, I knew he had to be – right in front of me somewhere i just didn't know where at well there was another terrace in front of me another 40 yards or 50 yards and i knew by looking in front of me that he wasn't in front of me because it was kind of like in between them two terraces low spot and you can't see it from where i was at and there was kind of some real real thin green grass and stuff in there and i think that's probably what he was feeding on when he was up there feeding mm. and there's there kind of a trail that come right through it so i actually got on this trail and the wind was starting to pick up i knew the wind was going to pick up so i just kind of eased my way real slow to the next terrace and when I get there, it's it's flat on the other side and just tall, tall CRP. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this deer has to be, I have to be within like 20 yards of this deer. Like he's, he has to be right here. I know he's, because I'm like, he's right, he was right in between those two clumps of grass and I didn't see him. And I'm like, where's he at? And then I'm playing everything back. I'm like, he was a little further, probably past these than what I could really tell, you know, looking at him. And so I get to that next terrace and I set up there, I get my camera set up on my tripod and, and I'm looking, I'm glad I got my binoculars up. I'm glassing in that grass trying to spot his rack. And I sat there for about 45 minutes and I can't, I don't seem at all. I'm like, well, I'm like in my head like, what the heck? I know he didn't stand up and move when I was coming up here. I'm just, no, he didn't. And I'm starting to get antsy which I know I'm trying to calm myself down because I know, but and getting antsy. Yeah. You got to be patient. I know you have to be patient, but I'm getting antsy. I, I don't see him. I should at least be able to see his rack sticking up. <clears throat> and, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm going to grunt. So I get my camera set up and I get my bow everything ready. I'm like, I'm going to grunt real loud because it's pretty windy. And I, and I grunt really loud one time and I don't see nothing, nothing stand up. And I start to ease up. And as soon as I like kind of ease up, you can see it when I release the, uh, the footage of this, mm-hmm. I ease up <clears throat> I immediately set right back down. I spot his rack. Uh, I think he was like 24 yards from me, mm-hmm. right. Even with me, right. Even with me. Mm-hmm. And he's looking away. He's looking away from me. And, uh, I sat back down and I can see his rack plain as day and come to find out like where he, where he was bedded at. It was like super thick. And he had his head laid down on the ground where I couldn't mm-hmm. see him. He was asleep. I had woke him up. And he didn't know he didn't know what was going on. He and the wind was blowing. He, he thought he heard something, but he maybe really didn't hear anything. And like, so then, now the wait really begins, and I'm getting nervous. You know, I'm like, 
I, I, you know, I put my, my pin on, uh, I actually put it on 25 yards, I guess 25 yards. I think he was actually at 26. Now that I'm thinking about it, he was a yard, he was a yard past 25 yards. And cause my range finder, you wouldn't pick up the grass at all mm-hmm. blowing like that. I was close. And, uh, so I sat there and I actually grunt one more time just cause he had his head up just to see what he would do. And he kind of just kind of like really didn't make any sudden movements. I'm like, Hey, he can't hear me. I'm not going to grunt anymore. He's not going to stand up. And it was probably about an hour, about an hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> right around 12 o'clock. And uh, some birds were flying over. Actually, at one point in time, he, he went to stand up, and he, he put his butt up first, which was kind of weird. Then he laid back. He just and he put it, laid back down. And I'm like, that was weird. Well, uh, an airplane flew over, and I'm like, that's going to get him up for sure. And he, he kind of got, got antsy right there when the airplane got up, and then some birds flew over in about 15 minutes after that. And he did the same thing. He put his butt up first and like kind of like he was stretching and was able to, I was able to get pulled back then. And he stood up when, then when he stood up, uh, he immediately looked right, immediately looked at me because he actually obviously knew something was there when I grunted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I released an arrow. I heard the shot. I heard it hit him, knew I hit him. Um, and then he runs probably 80 yards and stops and i'm you know i run back i'm i don't have i took my i took my uh binoculars off my chest and everything while i was sitting there just to be mm-hmm. take air out of it and i knew i had i knew i had time to wait he put it i watched him put his head back down so i'm just going slow taking my stuff off just to be free and uh so i didn't have my binoculars I run back and my binoculars i get the camera on him i'm filming him i'm watching him and uh it looks like he's and it's like an optical illusion because like it looked like he's moving straight left, you know, while I'm watching him. And uh, either he either disappears or falls down, and I'm pretty sure he fell down. I woke up for sure, though. You know, I start freaking out, you know, filming and just, you know, I've, you know, it was my first actually solo and, like, legit everything to a T film, you know, like, mm-hmm. super excited, man. I was on cloud nine. I, <laughs> you know, could barely talk. You know, I'm talking 100 miles an hour just, you know, I mean, I was on cloud nine and, and uh, wait for my dad to get there. I found my arrow, got blood on it, and uh, we go up there to where I seen him disappear. And like, I'm like trying to tell my dad, I'm like, man, look, he look like he's walking straight left right here in this video. You know, like he's going this way across the field. And there's like a terrace there <clears> that he gets behind again, another another one on the terrace. And like, my dad's like, I'm pretty sure, like, he stopped here. He's going, he's going to go, I'm like, he's going to go down this terrace. And my dad's saying, I'm like, what? Well, looks like he's going out here. And we look for blood right in there for, you know, 15 minutes. I'm like, man, this is crazy. He stopped right here. You got to be able to see blood and, you know, everything. And he's like, let me see that video back again. So I'll play that video back. And my dad's like, he's going, he's going, he's walking right down this terrace. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I was like, you film me. I'm going to walk down this terrace. And uh, we'll just go slow. And I don't know if my dad seen the deer or knew he was there. But like, I start to walk, you know, and like, my dad just said, he just, he just standing, he just sitting there and I stopped and kind of like looked back and like, Hey, you know, come on. Uh-huh. And when I turned to look at him, I could see, I see something to his right about 10 yards, you know, we walked past him five, mm. five times and uh, stuff so hard to see. And I see, see his rack, a rack going. I was like, Hey, I was like, is that, is that a deer right there? Is that his antler uh, shining? And he goes, that's a deer. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he was right there. He went 80 yards and he, he piled up right there where I last seen him and, yeah. Man, it, man, what an awesome, awesome uh, second man. day, man. Second, yeah. second day, first stock. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, great story, <laughs> but oh man, like, and I asked you about this last time about like sitting there for so how like after you got to you know the spot where you started glassing and waiting and everything, how long from that moment till you actually shot him? Um, it was well, okay, so I waited probably. 30 to 40 minutes before I grunted. Uh-huh. And then after I grunted and I seen him, mm-hmm. it was another 45, another 45 minutes. Yeah. Pretty so, much. So over an hour, almost an hour about, and a half. Yeah. 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 God, mm-hmm. like I would just right be... around, right around, right around noon is when they're, they're going to get up. They're mm-hmm. going to pee and stretch and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine sitting there for that long. And, and also just like you said, being comfortable enough to like take your binoculars off. And I, I feel like I'd just be on pins and needles, but I guess with the wind and everything, you, you know, you have a little bit of freedom there. So like you said, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I got, I was going to say, like you said, you know, he barely heard you grunt and that, you know, trying to make noise. And so I guess you have some freedom to move around more than what most people would think, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. The wind was blowing pretty good. I knew the wind was going to stay, stay steady. Um, for most of the day and I had plenty of time and, uh, how he was laying, he couldn't, I know he couldn't see me. And, uh, and if, if he couldn't, if he did see me, knew I was there, he wasn't alerted. He wasn't going to stand up and I was ready. Like I had my bow in one hand mm-hmm. and, uh, but, but like when I took my binoculars and stuff off, he actually had his head down sleeping. So mm-hmm. I knew that I had, you know, the freedom to kind of do whatever I wanted, but yeah. I was still just trying to be calm and talk myself, you know, Hey, okay, make your shot go through your steps. Well, you know, you got your steps, go through them, mm-hmm. you know? So, <clears throat> and it, when it happens, it happens fast. You, mm-hmm. you don't get much time when they stand up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I guess I'll take it, um, right after that, you know, mm-hmm. my dad helps me and then he hunts. And then that next morning I'm like, he's like, he's like, I want to do some spotting and stalking with you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I, and I go, I go, we'll go back and set where I kill mine. I actually killed this deer in 21, uh, a quarter section over from where I killed my deer in 2020. Mm. Awesome. So it's awesome too, that you, you know, you've been doing this long enough now that you're kind of starting to get some spots and you know, you can build off of yourself from year to year. So that's really cool. Yeah. I've, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot. I've messed up a lot. Um, you can't be afraid to mess up. You're going to mess up. I mean, you're going to, I mean, so you, you just got to try it. But I mean, yeah, I killed. I mean, so it was the second day. I mean, like my second day, I killed, and it's kind of bittersweet. Um, my hunt was over. Um, I could have killed if I wouldn't have killed. I could have killed some opportunities with some really big deer. Um, if I wouldn't have killed, but mm-hmm. I mean, you I can't pass up a hundred and fifty <laughs> inch deer on on public land. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just not. I'm not going to do it. I'm uh-huh. just not wired like that where I can. Yeah. So I guess the third day we. Uh, we go back to where I killed my deer in 2020 and I told him, I was like, I want a glass this right at daylight. I go, there's always big deer that come through here. I want it. There was one here yesterday at daylight. I want a glass it. And, uh, so I guess that third morning, um, there's sure enough, 170 inch 10 point is probably 25 inches wide with a doe in it. And, uh, man, he beds early. Like they bed down early, early. Like, he stands up right as the sun's coming up, man. He's got um, just the frost on his back, and then he's got steam coming off of him. It's just awesome to watch him that morning. And uh, they bed down, and I watch him for like an hour, and I can't really see him. You know, he's bedded in some really, really thick stuff on another ridge, a CRP ridge. And he's, it's, uh, he's pretty close to – on the other side of the ridge to the east is is, um, is public, so he's, he's, he's pushing the line. 
so we watch him for two or three hours we leave i go i go run some other stuff look at some trying to find some other stuff other bucks on some uh, walk-in hunting and um don't see anything that we really want to go after and i'm just got this deer stuck in my mind because he's in that crp he's bedded he's with a doe we can kill this deer and uh we get back and um we get back over there and we sat there from this probably like nine o'clock by now and we wait till like 11 and he still hasn't got up. I haven't seen him. And, uh, I needed to get back to the motel because I didn't have a freezer mm-hmm. and uh, my deer was just in the, had the ice on him. Mm-hmm. So we, we made a decision to go back, eat, and then get my deer in a freezer. Cause like, because there wasn't anybody I could take my deer to up there to, you know, to, mm-hmm. to um, cut it up and skin it out for me and everything. So I needed to get him in a freezer pretty quick. So got him in the freezer. We get back out there about one o'clock and, um, uh, we're walk- glassing at one o'clock. My dad's glassing. He spots another buck bedded. And it's actually a pretty good deer, but we really can't, he, he's pretty far over there and how his antlers uh, match with the grass. It's just hard to, even with my spot and scope mm-hmm. and phone scope, it's just hard to pick out. Like he's, he's a good deer, but he just wasn't like that next level deer that we could, mm-hmm. that we could think, you know, like he, he would stand up and let us see it'd be different, but how he was bedded. And, uh, so we watch him and well, I know that other deer has got to be there, you know, and like, and then finally he stands up with that doe and he had moved, they had moved, actually moved closer to us. If we'd have stayed there, we would have been, we would have, we would have been able to, we already probably would have got a shot at this deer by now. We would have stayed put and they moved closer to us and, uh, man, this deer was big, golly, his deer was big. And, you know, we're freaking out and they, he chases that doe away from us. And my dad's like, what are you going to do? And I go, I go, we got to get over there. I was like, if we're going to kill this deer, have a chance. We got to get over there and get eyes on him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We drove a section to the, we drove to the next section to the south and then went back to the east on the, on the, got, we got as far east as we could go on the private and walk inside. And we ran down that fence line, you know, kind of pretty close where we thought that, that deer was and got, got back up on that ridge and we're just glassing. And it's getting it's getting even by this point now. It's probably three three thirty four o'clock by now, and we're glass and we don't see him. And we're sitting there and we watch watch for a long time, and we can see a lot of stuff. And finally, we're glass and we we move we move the glassing points a couple of times. And my dad spots him, and he's like, they actually went to the north of north of us down this ridge, and they're probably four hundred yards to the north, and. I just say we got to go and like they're moving right now i go like we got a we got a terrace in front of us i go we need to book it so we haul balls and we get to that terrace and like we're we get come to find out when we get to that terrace dude he's like 50 yards from us with this doe mm. and like you know my dad my dad he's never spotting a stock like that and like been that close to this deer. and this deer this deer's got a big body this deer's a big deer like mm. he's in his prime like he is he's a stinking loper man and he and my dad, you know, he's, he's right there, you know, and he's all getting excited and, uh, he starts chasing this doe when we're running, you know, like a bird dog, bird dog and him, he's bird dog and that doe and that tall grass and we lose him. And so we start going back to the West down, that, down, that, down a different terrace. And all of a sudden my dad stops and that, he's like, he sees us. I'm like, where's he at? And he's, I can't see, I'm behind my dad filming. I can't see the deer. And he's like, he's a hundred yards. And, um, I grunt and snort wheeze immediately that deer he's like he's coming he's coming so we get down he, he comes right to us well we sit there and we don't he never he never comes we don't see him We're like what the heck so we stand up and 
we're on the south side of this terrace and he's on the deer buckles on the north side where that grass is so tall when we're behind that terrace we can barely see on the other side but you really can't you really can't see our whole bodies maybe barely our heads mm-hmm. and uh we're easing down it kind of where my dad last seen him and we're glassing and then 40 yards there's a bush to our north and my and there's a the buck and a doe bedded right there and my dad grabs me and i'm like yep and he's like which buck is that because we were getting close to the first buck that he spotted mm-hmm. and he's like which buck is that and i go i don't know and i'm glassing and that buck turns to kind of looks my way and i just i could just see how wide he was and i was like it's a shooter whichever <laughs> buck it is it's a shooter and, you know and mm-hmm. and immediately my dad you know he gets an arrow out and then like we're close like close close mm-hmm. and like i said we're going to be raising it in the deer like 40 yards the bush and uh me and my dad like he wanted to, he got closer up onto that terrace he scooted up probably excuse me five yards and uh i'm get to kind of where he was at and i get down well that doe just gets up all of a sudden and like she's not spooked and like she kind of you know how when a buck kind of nudges a doe she'll kind of hunker down and run like five yards mm-hmm. and stop you know mm-hmm. that's what exactly what she did right in front of us at like 15 yards mm-hmm. well he finally stands up and he does he stands up and oh my gosh man this deer was big <laughs> and my dad just got excited he just he got excited i think mm-hmm. kind of rushed he's never been in this i mean he's never spotting stalked and my dad's i mean he's a very good hunter he's hunted his whole life mm-hmm. it just when you something about when you get this close to a deer that big of a deer caliber of a deer on the ground that close it man he just it does something to you mm-hmm. and that that deer walked right to us and my dad put his 40 pin on him and he, I mean, he shot right over him. Mm-hmm. And the deer was probably the deer was probably thirty yards. Yeah. My dad had scooted. My dad had scooted five yards closer, and that deer had come to us. Mm-hmm. And in the heat of the moment, my dad, he, my dad, you know, he ranged him at forty. So that's what he's thinking in his head: forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hard, and, hard uh, to blame him. I mean, I can't imagine. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> just listening that, to it, like, my heart's pumping. So. Oh, and and he he's all frustrated you know and like i thought it hit him because like in, a, in the, i'm just filming in the video and i'm, I'm like i'm like and i'm saying in the video he hit him he, he hit him you know because how it sounded it sounded just like a hit and he played the video back and listen to it over and over it sounds just like a hit and um he shot just high right in the grass found his arrow <clears throat> we actually stalked this deer the next day and we got on him early and early that morning got on him early like at seven o'clock and we were literally within 50 yards of this deer for like six hours mm-hmm. and then he'd move to about 100 yards and then we would get back in the 50 and i mean we were in we were on this deer from eight o'clock till it got dark and we were not able to get a shot at him the, the next day mm-hmm. and uh didn't have a lunch nothing i mean we had one ball of water with us mm-hmm. and uh it was rough man we belly crawled a bunch and man uh we we, we were fixing to get a shot at this deer and um my dad just like I'm Lord don't want me to kill a deer this year. <laughs> I mean a coyote. We were fixing to get a shot and a coyote a coyote came in between uh, us. Uh. And it, it pushed the doe away from us and she was coming to us. Mm-hmm. And uh so I think we got on that deer maybe one more time. <clears throat> and my dad he went and stand hunting the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh we weren't able to he wasn't able to he passed a lot of really good deer out of the tree stand. He just mm-hmm. he just wants that next level deer, man. Yeah. And uh it was a fun year up there. We had a we had a blast, man. Mm-hmm. It was uh he's and he's never done that. And he's like, Man, I just got so worked up, man. I goes, I've never <laughs> he goes, That's such an adrenaline rush. He goes, I he goes, I he goes, I thought I think I have to be able to pull my bow back, man. He goes, I just he goes, I lost he's like, I lost all train of thought. He goes, I never 
been that close to a deer that big. I mean, like, you know, on the ground, like mm-hmm. face to face like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, there's a lot of stuff you got to know what to do. Cause like he, he wanted to stand and like he pulled back on his knees. I told him, I was like, you could have pulled back on your knees and stood up where he is at. And that buck would not have ran. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, that, that doe was, that doe just went 15 yards to our left and was milling around. Mm-hmm. When you stood up, he, he didn't know, he didn't know what he was. He wasn't going to bolt because the doe couldn't, the doe wasn't going to go on anywhere. Yeah. And he thought, he thought when a doe ran in front of us, he thought the doe kept running. Mm-hmm. He didn't know the doe stayed to our left right here. It mm-hmm. just milling at 15 yards. He couldn't see, he couldn't see it to where he was at. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he kind of, he kind of just, you know, panicked that the, that he had a split second to shoot that deer. And when he come to us mm-hmm. after that doe, you know, he, he was just kind of, he was walking mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just, there's just, there's a lot you gotta learn. Mm-hmm. Man, you gotta, and, you gotta and, watch and, the and, doe. And be lucky. <laughs> yeah. You gotta watch the doe and, and be lucky. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I've been really lucky on <laughs> yeah. the last, the last year, but yeah, Candace was a blast. It was, it was a roller coaster ride, man, for sure. It was, it was, it was for sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you said you normally, you know, you don't make quick <clears throat> trips. You're normally up there for like 10 days, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We ended up, I ended up staying, um, mm-hmm. I had off till the, I think I got to the fifth. I had, I could have stayed all the way till the 30th if I wanted to. Um, I think he ended up coming back like the weekend before Thanksgiving. I stayed, I went ahead and stayed up there with him and, and helped hunted and I just glassed and, uh, I had another buddy up there and I helped him a little bit. I actually, I actually called three or four big deer in for him and, uh, he just couldn't make it happen. His first time spotting the stalking too. Yeah. Um, on, on, went to some new stuff we never been to before mm-hmm. and I called some deer on, in on him too. And just, he just couldn't make it happen. Just not knowing what to do, not knowing when to pull back and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, we I called deer in, for instance, I called a deer in and we spotted this deer and, uh, right before dark and um he was going to the south at a pretty quick pace and we had to go stinking two miles to the uh, east and two miles to the south to get back around on the back side of this walking that he was on and i mean i was flying to get around <laughs> to get back around because i mean he was moving he was looking for a doe and we get parked get out and like i grab my camera stuff he gets his bow real quick and we take off walking pretty fast and we're in some thick grass and all of a sudden it gets a real thin grass i'm like oh man mm. like this is not bad well, uh, we're getting that as soon as we get to that thin stuff, he's spotting, uh, he's already got past us and, um, I grunt and he stops and I do a snort wheeze and immediately on a beeline right to us. And I lay down and like, he's hunkered down and I'm like, I'm like, pull back. I'm like, I'm we're a little way separated. I'm like, man, pull back, pull back, you know, to my pull back. This buck stops at like, uh, probably 30 yards and he's looking at us. And then, then, it, you know, of course, once he stops, he tries to pull back mm-hmm. And, uh, he sees him and he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't get a shot at him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just where, when he's running like that and he can't really see, and he's running and you kind of, you can hunker down and kind of pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably should have backed up and got into some of the taller grass. If the grass wouldn't have uh, petered out on us and got real thin, we would have killed that deer because in that thick grass, he wouldn't been able to see us. He'd have been, he'd have been at 20 yards and he'd have been able to kill that deer. Yeah. Um, so just knowing, I mean, it was his first time, man. He just didn't know, and and, nothing, and like he kind of got down, but there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You got to try. Mm-hmm. You mean you can't be? I was like, you know how many stalks I've screwed up, <laughs> you know, and trying to pump him up. You know, I've screwed up a bunch, man. Yeah, and you not, know, not not knowing. Yeah, and I think with all the media, that's kind of you know, lots of guys filming the hunts 
now and uh you know getting more popular mm-hmm. you know and once again just like everything else on social media you know you see the highlight reel you know you see these bucks coming yep. in all bristled up you see him get a nice easy you know broadside shot most of the time uh but you yep. know most of the time they don't show mostly just because they don't have time you know it's not like they're trying to hide it but you know they don't show the 20 yeah. stocks that they screwed up before that you know successful one so uh exactly yeah. like, on youtube you know they want to be like 20 30 minutes and you can't mm-hmm. show all that stuff yeah and like you said, there's only one way to learn. Get out there and do it. So you didn't yep. you, know, you didn't start killing these big bucks right away. It took some time. Yep. And uh so like uh right after that there was a piece of walk in that was um <clears throat> pretty big area and it's kind of like there was kind of a like like a B road you can go up there and park on like a dead section. We went and parked there and I go, Man, there's some it was super windy this day. And uh, wind was probably blowing like twenty to thirty, maybe in gusts, maybe a forty mile an hour out of the north this day. And I go, man, there's some, there's some cedar trees down here. And it was like a little draw. I was like, it's midday. I go, there'll be something in there. I was like, let's, let's, let's park the truck and let's walk back in there. And it was a pretty good walk, probably half a mile walk into this place. And it was all, it was all CRP, tall CRP until you got back to this one draw. And then those cedars were there. <clears throat> and we get there and he's in front of me. And I'm like, you know, just keep easing, stay along this tree line. Let's ease around, you know. And there was fresh scrapes with pee in it and stuff. So I knew there was a buck close. And I grunted and rattled a little bit when we first got there. And it was just so windy, nothing could hear us. And as we're, we're on top of this rim, he's around these, these cedar trees and kind of looking in this bottom. He's in front of me. He spots a buck bedded down there. And it was a pretty nice buck. And uh, I get in front of him, you know, by these, uh, this, I don't even know what kind of bush it was. It's a big old bush. I have no idea what it was. And uh, with some scrub trees growing out of it. And I grunt really loud because it's so windy. And then I, he kind of stands up and kind of looking. And when he does, I snort weeds because this deer's only 35 yards from us right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I snort weeds. And I mean, he, he immediately takes two steps to us. And I look back and say, he's coming. And he's behind me. And I'm kind of in front of him that how this deer is going to work in the wind. I should not, He's going to come on a downwind side to our left, which he's going to have a perfect shot at him. And I'm looking to the right. And I don't know why I'm looking to the right thinking he's going to come that way and uh i don't can't see him i can't see him and i grunt again i'm grunt grunt, i grunt a couple more times and like finally i hear i hear my buddy hollering at me you know like a whispering you know Mm -hmm. like a whisper holler (laughs) and i look to my left this deer is 10 yards from me come uh, the ears pinned back bristled up (laughs) snot coming out snot coming out of his mouth Mm -hmm. just stiff and like so i've got tan a tan i wear tan clothing i got a tan coat on like a brown, like the CRP, and he can kind of see me, and he's coming right to me. Like, I'm hunkered down, so he thinks I'm like another deer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming right to me, and he stops, and he's actually a really nice buck. He's probably got like seven points on one side, but he's got his, his left, whole left main beams broke off. Mm. And, uh, man, he's, he's close. He's 10 yards, and I ground again. He, he takes like two more steps, and when he when he does, I just jump up and hit that bush real fast, and he's <laughs> Looks at me for a second and then just takes off. Yeah. And uh, what an awesome experience, man! He could that deer. I mean, he could have killed that deer easy, but he just yeah. he had half his rack and busted off. Yeah, I, I think I might have asked you this last time, but do you ever? I mean, do you ever get nervous or scared when they get that close, or are you pretty confident you can stand up and wave your arms and they're going to run off? Man, that's like he was, buddy was kind of freaking out, and I'm like, <laughs> man, like uh, at first, you know, I was I thought it was cool being that close to a deer, like I was excited, like mm-hmm. I was just wanting to see how close they get, honestly. And then mm-hmm. like 
it kind of hit me it hit me all of a sudden when he started get that when he started coming closer i was like oh crap i was like i better he's gonna he might he's actually coming right at me yeah i'm a deer so then i I knew like i had that bush between me and him that he couldn't get me Mm -hmm. and so when i stood up and i just got real loud he just he really didn't know what it was he went down he went 30 yards and stopped and looked back at us and just kind of stood there and looked at us for like 10 minutes and we're looking at him or we're just talking you know about it Mm -hmm. and finally he kind of he kind of jogs off Mm -hmm. and uh it was a good little area right there, man. We came back, actually came back um, a couple of days later, and there was actually like three smaller bucks in there chasing doe, and uh, just just couldn't couldn't get on a big one, man. We tried. Yeah. Um, I was solo running around, and I found some big deer with some doe bedded up, and um, if they'd have been with me, we could have got on and killed them. But by the time it took my dad and him to get to me, and they you know they got up and moved by then, you know, um, just un- just unlucky. Yeah, but it was it was an awesome season up there. Man, had an awesome time. It was yeah. it was awesome. And you got me jealous. I think I might have mentioned last time. I, I have a Kansas point. I just don't have all the vacation yep. time to get up there and do it. So I uh, I, I mean know, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not yet, but I have a Colorado elk hunt coming this year, and so that's, oh wow, that's chewing up quite a bit of my vacation time. Uh, and so, but man, I'm I'm dying to get up there and try it. Do you have Do you have a lot of points for Colorado? Uh, yes and no. We're doing, I'm trying to figure out, I hope I don't have to burn them. I might have to, uh, we're doing like a yeah, semi-guided yeah. hunt. And so, uh, I got you. You know, like basically if you, a guy buy over, private, mm-hmm. if you buy, I think if you buy over the counter, you don't have to burn your points. That's what I'm hoping. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, we, my buddy and I were so excited about it. We booked it and didn't look at all the fine details. And so I'm pretty sure it's going to be an over the counter hunt and I shouldn't have to burn <clears> them. So, oh man, that, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, you may not have to have all the time. Like uh, in 2020, same thing happened. Uh, yeah. Got up there that first day, we scouted, glassed, and like out of this big CRP, a big buck came out, and man, he's just a stud. Yeah. And we watched him. We watched him. Next morning, I head back to that same area, and I'm watching it. I'm watching for him. And there were some guys there out of state, other state guys there that were. They've been hunting there for a couple of days and I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had the place messed up and there was a lot of big deer in there. And, um, they were trying to spot and stalk, but they had just like regular real tree camo on mm-hmm. and man, they just, I wish I could have showed them what they look like <laughs> a, a long ways off. They stuck, they really did look a big black blob out there. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, I didn't see that buck that morning. I came back that afternoon. It was about ten o'clock. I was making my round. And I was one of the glasses spot where I kind of where I seen that deer like deer that yesterday evening where he came out of his bedding area. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and like I can see both their trucks parked over at this parking area. And I'm like, what are they doing here? They usually these guys usually leave. And I don't see them. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? And I seen him stalking this deer kind of in where this deer was bedded at. It's like 15 acres of like tall grass above your head. It's like 15 foot tall, just thick stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I seen him kind of stalking a deer in there, but I'm like, why is he going after? I'm like, you know, I'm filming. I'm like, why is he going after this deer? This deer's like 130 inch. I mean, you know, each their own. Everybody has their own trophy. But, but like I had talked to him. But you know, I'd talked to these guys. You know, like a couple of days before when we were glassing, or I said day before. And I'm like, why is he? I'm like, why is he going after that deer? It's only 130 inches or whatever. And he wanted, you know, he's wanting a big deer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't didn't even dawn on me. And like my dad calls me and he's like, hey, let's go glass at this other. Um, and I think they're in their trucks just watching. I'm like, why are they just sitting there? Why aren't they going? I'm like, I want them to leave. You know, I want them to leave. You know, they probably want me to leave too, you know. 
so my dad's like my dad's like hey let's go look at this big area let's go walk back there and take a walk and let's go look at this look at this area i'm like okay as i'm leaving that buck it's about 10 30 he's standing up and he's gonna he's moving spots and i spot him in that in that grass but i can't video him and i could have but i'm not going to because those guys i i didn't know if they're in their truck or not watching me so i just i stop for just a split second and i take off like i don't even see a deer and i go with my dad and we go leave for two or three hours and uh i get back to this i get back there because i told my dad you know explained everything to him and i get back down there and i'm i'm on the um see the winds out of the north but i'm, I'm on the south i'm on the south side of this south side of this and i'm watching this area well these guys come up and um they're actually really nice guys got to know them really well and uh, he's like hey i'm gonna go drop him off up here and uh, he's gonna watch this back back side of this ridge this where these deer travel and i'm like I'm like, well, I'm watching this, you know, I'm spotting the stock. And so if I see one, I'm going to move on it. But I mean, if he wants to go set there, that's fine. But I'm, I'm just telling you, if I see a deer buck out here, I'm going to go move on it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know, it's cool. So he, he literally goes like 80 yards and he gets out in front of me off this road and he goes and sits by this, uh, I don't even know what it is. It's like a, I don't know. It's a big cement culvert type thing. And he's sitting by it. And uh, I'm just chuckling to myself. Oh, I was like, man, dead gummit. <laughs> And, uh, I was like, Oh, I'll be, I was like, I'm going to leave. I leave and I go, I go past him by another 80 yards back to the North. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to monitor, see if he comes out and see if that buck does the same thing and comes out to the North like he did. But I'm going to be, I stay in the truck and I kind of move off because the wind's wrong. Well, the wind is wrong for me. And I can see that guy and he's, he's spooking a lot of deer because of the wind I'm watching him. He can't, he actually can't see him and I can see him mm-hmm. and right at dark. So that big sucker comes out again in the exact same spot I seen him last night. And I don't have time to get my camera stuff. I grab my bow and um, I'm above him. He's below me. He's in, he's in that same green field that that buck made the scrape in that I was telling you about on the 21, the 21, the, where mm-hmm. how I first started out. They come out and made that scrape. He's in that exact same field mm-hmm. and he's, he's going to the north. And the, between me and him is a, is a culvert I can get in like a terrace dip. Mm-hmm. I guess for for like for erosion or whatever and rain and stuff that catches it from washing out mm-hmm. between that field and uh, I let him get a little ways to the north and I, I mean I'm run as fast as I can run and get in it and I, and I just start running down it to the north trying to trying to get in front of him because I'm moving pretty good I really don't I actually I don't know where or I can't see him yet and I probably run a hundred yards and I'm breathing heavy and I stop I peek my head up and he's he's kind of he's looking back kind of my direction but more back behind me I guess he heard me mm-hmm. and um he stopped looking and I'm like, and like, I'm almost even with him. So I'm like, that's good. And I'm looking up ahead of me and I see an old dead lock tree. And I was like, I got to get to that tree. And I think I can be fine. So I run as fast as I can. I get to that tree and I lay my bow down and I stand up and I pull my binoculars up. And when I do, he's coming up the terrace over it. Just Chris, the terrace. And he's looking right at me. I'm like, dead gummit. And he's 80 yards. I'm like, dead gummit. Um, and he, he it's low. It's pretty low light. And, um, I probably got 15 minutes of shooting light left mm-hmm. and, um, I'm wearing all, all, I'm wearing my brown coat and stuff. And so like, I'm like, how am I going to pick my bow up now? I just lay my bow down and pick my binoculars up the glass. And, um, he starts walking right to me. I'm like, what the heck is he doing, man? And he gets to 50 yards and, he, and, uh, he's got to cross one more terrace. And when he does, he, um, he looks back for just a split second. When he does, I squat down and grab my bow. Well, he looks back and he don't see me standing there no more and he's like he really starts looking at me looking hard and he can see me sitting down and so he starts he starts coming to me but he's going to kind of parallel me a little bit 
and he's I have the wind perfect in my face, and he he gets about forty yards, kind of quartering to a little bit, and I, I'm guessing what's what it's forty yards. I'm guessing forty yards. So I don't really know. I don't, I don't even have time to range him. I pull back, stick my pin on him. He stopped looking at me. I shoot, hear a whack. He runs up to the road, probably about like a hundred yards. He stops, and he's like kind of doing this tail flicker. I'm like, okay, he's gonna go down right there. He's thinking right by the road, and uh, he kind of like he goes goes to fall to his left, and when he does, he just runs downhill. And then like I then like I try to run and see, and it's just by the time it's real low light, I can't see that far away. And um, you know, I, I I don't know where I hit him at. I don't know. I, I'm thinking that I hit him. I I just think that I hit him. I really don't even know if I hit him yet, but he how he's acting and stuff. So I let him. So I go back to my dad and. Um, uh, pick him up or in my trucks and I'm waiting for the mother guys to leave. Cause I don't want them, want them knowing that I shot a deer, you know, in there and <laughs> trying to just be super, super secure. Don't want them knowing that I shot a big deer in there. Don't want anything, you know, and like, mm-hmm. man, man, they don't, they won't freaking leave. And like we turn, uh, they drive, they would finally, we just go out there and start looking and, and they start coming our way and we just turn our lights off and they go, they go past us looking for us. We turn it, and then finally they leave. So we start looking for this deer can't find any blood where he stopped and i'm like go back to where he was standing of course you know this was bare there was like bare ground it wasn't even crp at this point where we were at mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm like man i don't i can't i can't tell you where he was standing at because there's there's nothing to to pinpoint where he was standing and i'm guessing he was at 40 yards so i go back over there to that where i was standing at, and my dad gets to 40 yards kind of that area and 42 yards we find my arrow and it's covered in blood and there's blood all over the ground at this point point. Mm-hmm. and then uh we finally track blood to this bottom and we see a deer down there's eyes so we, at that point we back out mm. <clears throat> the next day it's going to be 50 mile an hour winds and it's 82 degrees huh and that's you know 2020 this is, right. is cra- it is the craziest thing we've ever seen well we tracked this deer and we're falling blood like crazy I mean, just big piles of blood bleeding like crazy. And we're thinking like every around every tree and every clump of grass is going to be laying there. Uh-huh. And he he makes a huge circle and he bed it. He beds like three or four times. And when he beds, he beds and gets up and beds like three or four different times throughout the night. And uh, he starts to head back across that cut field, which it's, it's disked up this time, this solid dirt disc. And he's heading back, angling back to where he came out of his bed and area where I shot him at, you know, where I seen him at the day before. Mm-hmm. And he's actually bleeding really good, but that wind was blowing so hard that night when he when he moved and stuff that that dust was covering up the blood. Mm. So when he found the blood in that in that dirt, it was like a darker dirt. Mm. And it took us two hours. It took us two hours to track 150 yards through that through that uh, <laughs> plowed field. Yeah. And once we get once we get across the plowed field back into the leaves and stuff, we're tracking. It was easy, just falling blood like you're pouring out of a paint bucket. <laughs> um, we get in that 15 foot tall grass and uh, <clears throat> he beds we found where he beds twice in there. Then, and then finally just, he just stops. He just, I guess ran out of blood. He stops bleeding. And we looked for two or three days in there and we couldn't wait. I mean, that mm. stuff just so thick and tall. We couldn't find him. Yeah. Is what it ha- is what had happened was those guys, um, they had shot a deer and it went in that grass too. Mm. And they were looking in that night, that night we were looking for my deer in that grass. And the, the next day we, we, tracked him all night and by the time we got in the grass it was dark we were looking in there for him mm-hmm. and uh we seen a light coming a truck coming i'm like what's what's going on 
Well, guy gets out and I see a flashlight coming and it comes right to where we're at in that tall grass. And like, so we're like, what the heck is going on? We didn't know what was going on. We thought, well, we didn't have a clue. So we just mm-hmm. turned our lights off and got out of there. Uh-huh. Come to find out that that guy had shot a deer in there and he lo- he dropped his knife and all kinds of stuff. And he, he had hunted somewhere else with his buddy. He was coming mm-hmm. back at night to try <laughs> to find his stuff because they were fixing to leave. Gotcha. But, th- but to tell you how thick that stuff was, those guys that shot that deer and he'd showed me where this deer was in there. Uh-huh. My dad, my dad, and my fiance had walked by that deer two times and never seen it. Mm. Wow. So, I um, mean, I looked for three days, um, glassing, walked mm-hmm. all the water. I, I quit hunting and looked for that deer for three days and finally decided to start hunting, mm. hunting again, you know, on the third day. Yeah. Looking for him. Mm. Golly. Well, man, we're uh, we're over an hour now, so I'm going to cut you off. But uh, awesome, awesome episode. I loved all the stories. Um, man, congratulations! Also, I don't think I ever said that. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, real thank quick you, before man. I uh, before I drop you off, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and everything? And uh, and I know you are not quite sure where your video is going to be dropping yet, but uh, when you do, you're going to have to let me know so I can let everybody know where to find it. Yeah, I will. I'm not I'm not quite for sure where it's going to be dropping at. I um, had some stuff come up. I'm not going to say too much about it just yet, mm-hmm. just in case it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, or it would have already been posted. But um, Josh Garud on Facebook and uh, Instagram is Joshua Randall 20. And uh, but most of my videos and stuff will be posted on Defy Outdoors um, on Instagram and Defy Outdoors on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sweet, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, man, we're going to have to make this a yearly thing for sure, so uh, get out yeah, there. Yeah, man, I got a, I got a lot of stories. I got, I got <laughs> a lot of deer that I ain't even got to tell you about. <laughs> I, know. I know it, man. We're definitely going to have you back on. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to hey, you later, I appreciate man. it. See you, John. See ya. And just like that, another good one done. Thanks, Josh, for coming on. Great storytelling. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, love all the adventures. I can't wait to get up there and do it myself sometime. Uh, I just got to get all these other hunts that I already have planned out of the way. So thank you guys for listening to this one. Going to keep this outro nice and short. Uh, I got one last weekend of duck hunting coming up. By the time you guys listen to this, duck season will be closed. Uh, and kind of just closing, you know, putting a whole bow on the 2021 season. And so hope you guys had a good one. There's plenty of more to look forward to. We got fishing coming up. Turkey season is going to be here before too long. Uh, predator hunting. And so there's plenty of things to keep us busy out there in the woods. So stay at it. Get out there. And until next time, I will see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. <laughs>